Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 184. Wait. Wait. Yo. Oh, shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dog. I'm a more breaker. Strict plan into war. About to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock, so take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 184 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Michael J. Party. Welcoming back, Mark Schwan. Mark, how was your helicopter ride? My helicopter ride was fantastic. Thank you for asking, buddy. No problem. How's your week? How's everything going? Welcome back. You were missed last week. I know. I was on set. I was on set doing a, hel- a helicopter scene, actually. Yeah, I just said that. Well, you made it sound like I was coming in by helicopter. Don't you usually? Ah, you know, whatever fits my fancy. Sometimes I come in by limo, sometimes personal driver, sometimes I drive my Ferrari. Uh, you know, whatever I want. Well, like you said, you were on a movie set. Mm-hmm. And you told me you couldn't make it last minute. She was running long. I'm sorry about that. Yes. So I said I went to the bullpen. Brought in Green Man last minute, so a big shout out to Green Man for coming in, filling in for you last minute. Surprise, it came. Thank you, Green Man. Thank but, you so uh, much. The yeah. show must go on with or without me. You owe him a lot. He saved your ass that week. Yeah, well, maybe, uh, maybe I'll buy him a round of drinks. How about that? And me? Sure. Dick. <laughs> you miss me, man. Admit it. Yeah, because Green Man just rambles on. Did you listen to last week's show? He just rambled on. Couldn't get a word in edgewise with that man. <laughs> See, with me, I, I give you a little bit, you know. I allow you to speak. I'll take what I can take. On your own show. <laughs> Big week in wrestling. We had Hell in a Cell. Of course, the round two of the wars. Of course, BWF. Of course. How can we forget BWF? We were there ringside for the brutal, hardcore street fight for the first time ever between two women main eventing. What a match. And uh, how can you forget... The Satsushin Squad added another championship to their reign. Thanks to the general manager. Man, call the cops. You guys steal everything, huh? What do you mean? The, the uh-huh. guy was trying to make a historic night by unifying the Five Brewers Championship and the United States Championship. And job well done. What he is up the ante. Shotgun Shane Adams, the general manager of BWF, Bronx Wrestling Federation. What's his Satsushin name? What, what do you mean? What? Because you're the Hollywood. Yeah. Naya's the queen. Right. Rick Recon's the cyborg. Like, what's... The shotgun's uh, Satsujin name. Well, he's not a Satsujin member. He is. He, uh, he is, though. You, you, can, you, 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 you can stop like BSing me. I'm he, not BSing you, buddy. I, you have this, all these theories. If it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, it's a duck. Listen, it's not my fault that the man probably... He, he likes us, don't get me wrong, but you know yeah. The guy does a phenomenal job as a GM. Okay. I support him all the way. Look up that dic- in the dictionary, please. What? Using the word wrong. Phenomenal. What, phenomenal? Yeah, you Using the road wrong. Shady is the word I would use. Sketchy. Uh, corrupt. Just because things didn't work the way you wanted them to, putty, doesn't necessarily mean that he's shady w- or corrupt. Fair, just, and, fair and square? Listen. Fair and square. I want him to be fair and square. Tyree Taylor lost. That's it. He lost his championship. After winning a match. A brutal match. He shouldn't have to face another fresh competitor. A brutal match? I mean, Tyree Taylor... He talking could, about a guy who can't get the fucking three, though. Let's, let's move on. You know what? Tyree Taylor could have just walked out. He could have just got out of the ring... Taking a loss by count out or whatever. But no, he fought. He had a choice. The choice was his, and he lost. 
November 2nd, the ninth anniversary of BWF. The WrestleMania anniversary. Nine years in the making. Your boy's going to get locked in a cage. Oh, TJ Marconi, Bronco, El Jefe. Can't wait. We're going to be locked in a cage? You get your comeuppance. Listen, Hopefully someone punches you in the face. What, me? Yeah. Me. You ran away like a little bitch when Tyree came to your face. Because I'm not a competitor, putty. To stop talking all this trash behind the microphone and running away when a guy confronts you, man to man. Man to man. Tyree like, Taylor. Chuck and Shane. I say stuff, and he approached me. I said it right to his face. He's triple the size I am. And plus, my representation has never cleared me to wrestle. Oh, they don't geez, even like me doing go. what I'm doing right now. But here I am because of my passion for mm-hmm. professional wrestling. You know what I'm passionate about? What? Redheads. Okay. I've always had a thing for redheads since I was a kid. My favorite Baywatch babe was a redhead. Okay. Don't know what it was about redheads. I think I heard somewhere that most guys do tend to lean towards redheads because they're so rare. They are rare. They're a rare breed. So I always have a soft spot for redheads. And uh, I found out that the cute redhead from Boy Meets World is doing porn now. Do you hear about this? Wait, what? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, this is taking me off guard. I was hear, wondering where you're going with this. You didn't this. hear about this at all? You watch Boy Meets World, right? No, I didn't. Actually, oh my god, then this this conversation is moot. But it's it's funny to hear. It's not funny. You don't know who she is. I, I love hearing when like actors go into porn. I think it's hilarious. Uh, Maitland Ward is her name. Check it. That name sounds familiar. It's just tall, smoking hot redhead. I haven't looked, looked up her stuff yet because my mother's listening. I'm a good Catholic boy, so I don't know what how she's performing to wise. But uh, maybe I'll check it out eventually. You hear that, Mama Putty? Your boy watches porn for research purposes. Research for what? The show. Conversation like you should have done. Anyway, anything you want to talk about, Mark? I, I, for me personally, I want to talk about wrestling. I'm sure everyone that's listening wants to talk about wrestling. So let's get right to it. There's lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. It's time for in the news with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. Right, recording the show Friday night, November 11th. There's a big press conference in Las Vegas this afternoon announcing officially the two major matches for Crown Jewel, Brock Lesnar and Cain Velasquez, Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman. Okay. Like we didn't know that was coming already? I mean, yeah, of course we saw it coming. I feel like, you know, I know for a while it was like unknown whether Cain Velasquez was going to sign with WWE or AEW or wherever he was going to go. Um, this is a this is a big deal actually for the Kane Velasquez uh, Brock Lesnar match because of you know what was it nine years ago nine years ago yeah Kane Velasquez uh, dominated Brock Lesnar in, in Octagon dominated him Do- completely dominated totally and now we're finally going to see the rematch that a lot of people wanted to see in a WWE ring unfortunately in Saudi Arabia but yeah. you know people will watch that people not WWE fans but you know branching outside of that so that's awesome for uh, for WWE in general. Do you think MMA fans will tune in knowing it's scripted? I think, yeah. Um, because, honestly, Brock Lesnar and Cain Velasquez, I mean, those are big names. And I think they're curious to see what happens. It's a curiosity factor. Also, you know, Tyson Fury versus uh, Braun Strowman, of course, that's an attraction match as well. Is it? I never heard of this guy before. Like, I don't think most people have. I think the boxing... I think most people in wrestling is... maybe haven't. But, like, you know, there's still a strong boxing community out there. And I think people will tune in for that. We'll find out. October 31st, 1 p.m. Eastern, Crown Jewel from Saudi Arabia. You going to watch, Mark? If my schedule allows me to, then sure. Yeah, thank God for the network and watch it. I still get to watch the last Crown Jewel, so I probably won't watch this one, but we'll see. Speaking of Cain Velasquez, though, he reportedly signed a multi-year deal to WWE. 
a deal that's said to be very lucrative, according to... Of course, it has to be. Mac Raimondi of ESPN. The report noted that the MMA heavyweight also informed UFC officials his decision to retire from the Octagon and has been removed from the UFC's drug testing pools and from the UFC heavyweight rankings. Well, how old is he? I don't know. He looks like he's in his 40s, right? Yeah, he, I mean, UFC fighters, they don't tend to age well, but... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could be 29 for all we know. Yeah, that's right. But wasn't there also a rumor, too, that he was doing um, broadcasting as well? Like, possibly being a broadcaster for WWE? No, that was the other guy. The current heavyweight champion. Who? Daniel Cormier. Oh, that's right. He's that's right. That, he's, him and Brock Lesnar had that little beef in the ring. That's uh, right. Gun. My bad. My bad. Cain Velasquez is leaving MMA with a 14-3 and record. He's a two-time UFC champion. One of those times he beat Brock Lesnar for Saying, and I quote, this is definitely my focus. My family is into it. They love it. They're super excited. I've never seen this excited about it. something I've done in a while. Huh. Okay. I, I, don't see where he go- I don't see where he goes past Brock Lesnar, but I guess we'll find out. Now, what I'm confused is this match between Brock Lesnar and Cain Velasquez, it's not for the Universal Championship. It's, oh, no, no, the World Heavyweight Championship, is it? The WWE Heavyweight Championship? But yeah. Apparently it is. It is? They didn't announce it, but on SmackDown, they did say something about it, Cain possibly winning the championship wow okay that's crazy that is wild then bray wyatt getting a championship opportunity didn't make sense to me does this make sense being that they have history in the past in a different sport yes yeah it, it does make more sense i think one would argue what happens next yeah you know it can't well kane velasquez he when he signed a multi-year deal so i mean so did ronda rousey though well ronda rousey's coming back we don't know when though we don't know when but she took a break, a leave because she was focusing on trying to get kids. I guess that didn't work out. Huh? I, I guess so. But you know, she keeps her life private as far as that goes. Uh, yeah. She was filming a TV show, nine one one. Oh yeah, her finger got chopped off. Yeah, yeah her finger. Yeah, uh, she almost lost her finger actually. Yep. But now she's coming back, which is great. I think that's great for the women's division. Great for WWE all around. I'm sure Fox has something to say about that. Yeah, I'm assuming she'll end on SmackDown. Uh, that's I'm assuming that as well. The A show, the flagship of WWE. It looks great, I have to say. I think so. It has a great feel to it. It feels like a, a Fox Sports production. Hmm. Interesting. You don't feel the same? I haven't felt that yet. No? No. Because all those cameos they have. I like they had Aaron Andrews backstage. Yeah. For the first week, that was cool, but that felt really a big of a difference. No, like, it, I feel like even with the graphics, just the feel of it, I, I don't know. For me, it, it feels like I'm watching like Fox Sports. That's what they want you to do, so mission accomplished, I guess. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm saying well done. Well, another new story that broke that I thought was a joke at first, but apparently it's not a joke, Mark. Master P has claimed he has purchased House of Glory, a pretty big promotion here in the tri-state area, if not the East Coast, founded by Amazing Red. We've been there multiple times. That's where I met Jeff Jarrett last year. Mm -hmm. We met the Hardy Boys. We met the Dudley Boys. Um, Yeah, it's a huge promotion. He was interviewed by TMZ saying... Issuing a warning to Vince McMahon saying, Vince McMahon, you're in trouble. I'm about to take over wrestling. Yeah, see, all right. So this is the thing. I saw this too yeah. uh, when uh, him on TMZ, Master P. And I didn't know what to make of it because his tone and what he was saying, it just sounded kind of like a joke. I, thought, I checked Hasa Glory's websites, their social medias. They didn't report anything. Right. But then other people did get got picked up everywhere. So I yeah. don't know. I still don't know if this is a joke or not. Or maybe he has bought a stake in it. Maybe he's a partner now. I don't know, but. I, I, if it's true, I don't know what that means for House of Glory. The House of Glory is not national, right? It's just a tri-state local, maybe the East Coast. I, I, that I'm not really too sure about. I mean, from what I'm aware of, yeah, it, it's a East Coast thing. 
So I don't know why he would put his money in a. I mean, House of Glory is a big deal in the tri-state yeah, area. Yeah, huge. One of the biggest promotions we have here in New York. Yeah. Besides it's... BWF and BCW. Exactly. And so. Evolve. You, you can't exclude them. Well, um, I can't because they don't. I've never been to their shows. They don't pay us money. <laughs> or give me a job commentating or you job managing, right? Yet. Well, uh, so I, I'll still show them love. What's up, Evolve? But yeah, yeah I think that's very surprising. Uh, Master P doing that. I, I mean, I guess, you know, because he had ties in WCW way back when. Yeah, he did. He's looking to get back into wrestling. So I guess the only time itself is it's a joke or not. They have a big show coming up soon, so I guess we'll find out more then. Or what even it means what, what, for the long term. We'll find out. We'll keep you abreast. In other news, Hulk Hogan was recently interviewed by the LA Times where he revealed he still has hopes for one more match after his upcoming back surgery. Much love to Hulk Hogan, but please no. Um, he wants it to be against Vince McMahon. Wh- why? Why? Who, like, who's going to see that? I love for it to be against Vince. I had such a great time in the ring with him at WrestleMania 19. I have no idea what to expect from him. He's a great bad guy. His timing is great. I love wrestling him. That was how many years ago, WrestleMania 19? I can't do the math right now. Exactly. But like, I'm just, it was a long-ass time ago. But here, he revealed he wasn't sure he could live with himself knowing his last match was with TNA. Got a slap in the face, no? Well, listen, it is what it is, brother. Like, that was your last match, so be it. Yeah, right? He has He's got two like, new knees. Yeah, a new hip, I think. I think the third hip. He might need a new brain if he wants to wrestle again. Like, with Vince McMahon? Like, Vince can't go anymore. I mean, if you want to take notes, take cues, and go back and watch WrestleMania 20, 26, that great epic bout between Bret Hart and Vince McMahon. <sighs> or, hey, watch the movie The Wrestler. Do you yeah, do you right. want to die in a ring? Do you want Vince McMahon to die in a ring? No one wants to see this, man. The, you know what? I like what they're... I, at first, I wasn't too sure how I felt about this, but I, you know, I'm leaning more and more towards I'm liking this, but Team Hogan versus Team Flair? Mm-hmm. There you go. Maybe you have like, a spot in that match where you throw a big boot or something. And there you go. You have your last match. I don't know if you listened to last week's show yet, but I mentioned you saying how you made a comment how you would think Saudi Arabia could buy... Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I swear to God thought was going to happen when they were walking down the ring and started doing that awkward confrontation. Yeah. Out of nowhere because they were two nice guys and all of a sudden Ric Flair snapped. Yeah. So I thought you were getting your wish. <laughs> but it turns out they're doing Team Hogan, Team Flair. But Listen, both of them are talking trash, so maybe something's going to happen in, in the ring. I wouldn't be surprised. And, and you know, I, I think it's crazy because the fans were eating that up. I think the fans yeah. were expecting that Surprising. too. Surprising, yeah. I was like, what? Really? Because you know what? These guys are icons. They're legends. You know, it's cool to see them going back and forth at each other. It's, it's a nostalgic feel. But once it actually happens, I mean. Flair was on his deathbed months ago. Just, what, a, a few months ago, we saw Undertaker versus Goldberg in the ring. And mm-hmm. as cool as it may have sounded, what we actually got wasn't as good. Someone who was smart enough to walk away, Bret Hart, he's in the news. He never, you know, he never shies away from his opinion. During a recent interview, with the primetime podcast, he revealed he doesn't think Bill Goldberg should be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, well, if there's one person that thinks that, of course, it could be Bret Hart. Saying, and I quote, I wish that Bill Goldberg had never kicked me in the head as hard as he could. I don't know how you give a guy a Hall of Fame thing for hurting as many wrestlers as he did without consequence. Little uh, animosity there, eh? Well, Bret Hart, I mean, he prides himself in the fact that he's never hurt anyone in the ring ever. Yeah. And he should. Yeah, I mean, that that's great. I mean, for as long as he's been wrestling for, he's never, ever hurt anybody in the ring. That's incredible, actually. And so, of course, not only was he his career ended by Goldberg, but he has beef with anyone that hurts anyone in the ring. I mean, look how he feels about Seth Rollins. Yeah, just going to mention that, yeah. I can only imagine how he feels about Nia Jax. Has she hurt anybody in the ring? 
I know she works with Stiff, but I didn't know she actually mm-hmm. hurt Be- anybody. Becky Lynch. Uh, yeah, that was a mistake, though. The, ask Bret Hart about it. Was Seth Rollins on purpose when he did the sting? Truth. Right, you shut me up. Congratulations, asshole. <laughs> Accidents do happen so do you in the think ring. Bill Goldberg should be in the Hall of Fame? Um, okay, so I think it's well documented. I, I've never been a personal fan of Goldberg's in-ring work, but I respect his legacy. Mm-hmm. I respect the, that, um, the name that he's made for himself. And so with that being said, I think he does deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. What about Fair. you? Yeah, I guess so. You know, like Goldberg Marks definitely want him in. Sometimes I'm still up in the air because it's a WWE Hall of Fame. Why people have made a name for themselves and other promotions are in WWE Hall of Fame? Because WWE bought WCW. It's it's all under one umbrella now. I guess so. You know, same with ECW. I mean, Coco wears in. Might, might as well Goldberg. <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, yeah. Of course, using that analogy. Of course. In other news, XFL announced... They're commentary teams. I said commentary. Broadcasting teams. On ESPN, you have Steve Levy, Dan Orlovsky, and Pat McAfee. Meanwhile, on Fox, surprise, you have Kurt Menefee, the, the moderator of Fox, this is, uh, Fox Sports Football's main show. Didn't know he's a comment, uh, play-by-play guy. And Joel Klatt. Most of these men I've never heard of. Read their resumes. Very impressive. So good luck to them. <laughs> I didn't get a phone call. Although I don't think I could do football. Too many names. If you could see the look I'm giving Putty right now. Really? Too many names? How many names did I mess up during the whole Escape from New York tournament? You weren't there for that. <laughs> I wasn't there you for that. Hurt. <laughs> I'm sorry, what'd you say? Continue with the XFL? No problem, Mark. They announced oh, details about the upcoming draft taking place on October 15th and October 16th. Do you hear about the details of the draft? No, what's it? Different. Players will be drafted. 71 players will be drafted to each team in five different phases with teams choosing 10 players apiece with teams choosing 10 players apiece during the first four phases and the fifth being open to any player of any position. Phase one is skill position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Phase two, center guard of tackles. Phase three, defensive end, defensive tackle, linebacker. Phase four, cornerback safety, and phase five, open. Different than different take on the draft. You're a big football guy. Very different. Very, very different. I mean, I'm really not too sure to, to make of that. Kind of makes sense, but I guess we'll just see how it goes. I mean, like, what if you have, like, a, 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 well, not that any of those caliber players would be in the XFL, but I was seeing, like, you know, a, a safety, like, you know, Ed Reed type or Troy Palomalu. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to take a wide receiver like uh, Preston Williams over him? You should watch their social medias. They've been hype videos about some of these guys. Some of them look pretty damn good. <laughs> you know what looks really good, though? You mentioned some old guy names, right? Terrell Owens has accepted an invitation to take part in the XFL draft. Owens last played in the NFL during the 2010 season and last played professionally in 2012 for Indoor Football League. This is ridiculous. This is getting out of control right now. T.O., how old is T.O.? I don't know. Why stop asking people's ages? I don't know. Because it plays a factor here. Wow. How did T.O. get drafted? Huge. Hottest selling jersey in the XFL. Calling the, it right now. The, the only selling jersey in the NFL. In the XFL, excuse me. I, I own an XFL jersey, so shut your mouth. Dick, you are legitimately... I'm sorry. You, Go say it. You, say it. Say it. You are legitimately the only one that I know that you know, owns okay. an XFL jersey. Okay. Whatever. There's millions of us. Millions? All yeah. right. Check I, social I, media. I want to go millions. Check social media. You'd be social media. Thousands. Guru. Hashtag XFL 2020. Hashtag XFL. Hashtag Michael J. Putty. I'm going on social media right now. I'm going on Twitter right now. I want to see how many followers so, that XFL has. So while you're distracted with that, I'm going to do uh, finally another news. Folks, on the weekend, I like to keep noise in the background. So I turn on... <laughs> Spectrum News, New York One. 140,000. And they had this news and traffic anchor, Elise Zwick. Putty fell in love right away. Beautiful, beautiful woman. 
She left New York one. A little sad. Now she works for the WWE. But now I have to start watching this this week in WWE. Apparently it's on Thursday nights on the network. I haven't heard of the show before. But my man Scott Stanford's hosting. Check out this week in WWE on the network. Do you watch any of these shows on the network? I think we've uh, talked about this a couple of times. No one sometimes. I-, I watch Table for Three when it's on. I saw it's a couple of shows. Yeah, that's not episodic. You can watch, pick and choose what you want. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched Holy Foley, which was great. Oh, you think you're talking about that? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else I watched on there. I first okay, I first started getting into Total Divas on there, actually. Yeah, don't be embarrassed. It's a good show. It's a great show. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I've watched a couple of stuff on there. like the, their, their, their lists that they had, the rivalries. I, I watched a couple of those photo shoots. I watched one of those. So it was okay. And uh, also known as? Uh, I don't know that one. Maybe I was saying it the wrong name, but it's when they take a superstar and look back how they got started under a different name during the Indies. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good show. Definitely check that out. You know what I liked? Uh, they, they stopped doing it. Was, uh, the one with Pete... What's his name? Pete Rosenberg? Oh, that was a good one, too. With... I think, um, I think he left the company, no? Yeah, with, J- with JBL, JBL and yeah, Corey one. Graves. That was great. They could bring that back. They don't need him. No. They could bring like, a similar type of concept. Like me and you? Fuck yeah. I'll be in. Probably can't curse, though. Oh. Well, freak yeah. yeah I'd right. be in. Fork yeah. Yeah, fork yeah. Hell Mark, yeah. Mark, I see your beer's almost empty. Let's go downstairs, refill it, and play this interview. Green Man's back with interviews. Welcome back, Green Man. Last time, we were focusing the spotlight on the women, and here's an indie standout, Davian. Green Man, take it away. If you're ready and willing, I'm able, and if you have not done so already, make sure you follow us on all forms of social media at A Shot of Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram, and Shot of Wrestling No A on Twitter. You can also contact us via email at inbox at a shot of wrestling.com or dial it up 619-343-3005 and leave your comments on a shot of wrestling hotline now we say it time and time again that wrestling brings us together and today is no different today we are joined by one half of the top dogs not america's sweetheart davian welcome to shot of wrestling Thanks. Thank you for having me. No, it really is our pleasure. We remember your performance at Queen of the North for BCW. And ever since then, we've tried to keep an eye on you and see what's going on. But, you know, you're also an icon, so women's icons for Battle Club Pro. So we're going to be seeing a lot more of you in our area. So thank you for joining us on this interview on A Shot of Wrestling. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. There's, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, and first, we'd like to start off with you specifically, your come-up story in the world of professional wrestling, the women's revolution, the women's evolution, it's been big, but I feel like in the past year after like actual WWE evolution, they've kind of taken the spotlight out of women. But in the independent scene, it's still something that is very much desired. It's still something that I think Battle Club Pro does very well in putting that spotlight still on the women athletes. Uh, what do you feel like? How, how is the day in and day out for women in this business? Um, I definitely think now is the time to be a woman in the, in the wrestling business. Like it's the best it has ever been as somebody who started six years ago, going on seven years ago. So um, I've kind of been through like when it was in a, in a slump, I would say, especially in the new England area where I'm from. And now it's just like, 
really skyrocketed on every single level, um, not just the independent scene, obviously with WWE. And even though it, it's taken maybe a little bit of a backseat on, you know, the mainstream programming, um, it's very much alive and well in the independent scene. There are so many all-female promotions or even just all-female shows. Battle Club does a great, great job promoting their females. I was even, um, I was driving this past weekend with another one of the trainees or not a trainee anymore. He's a, he's a wrestler now, but when he started, I saw him as like a younger wrestler or whatever. And he was like, Oh yeah, I would love to work for battle club, but aren't they an all girls promotion? And I was like, no, mm-hmm. but it just like, just shows how well that they promote their women because they, we, there is a lot of women on the show. Yeah, I think the term icons is also something that is used very well in Battle Club Pro because before Battle Club, like the term icons were were used for many professional male wrestlers, people like Ric Flair, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Sting, like they're icons. But you women are icons also in this business, and that light needs to be shed by using that term. I think that term is so important in the way Battle Mm -hmm. Club uses it. I think so, too. I think it's really cool to use that term. Like, I feel like um, a lot of promotions try to go along of, like, the divas or something like that. Right. Or, like, diamonds or something, like, feminine. Not saying icon isn't, like, I mean, it kind of sounds a little bit feminine, but not really. Like, it's not, it's almost gender neutral, which is really cool to be like oh yeah it's an icon like i don't know i just think it's a cool word i I totally i totally agree and in the business of professional wrestling you know there are a lot of obstacles do you feel like as a woman in the sport you find yourself facing more of them or less of them i mean it's kind of a double-edged sword almost like before it was like easier for women in wrestling i'm not i'm not gonna say like easier but like there were limited spots on a show and it was like, but it'd be easier for like a a pretty girl to fill that spot. And there wasn't a lot expected of them. Now there are more spots and people like realize like girls can actually wrestle. So we're kind of being phased out of that. Like, Oh yeah. They're just pretty and you know, popcorn match and like bathroom break. Um, and we're like, we're expected to perform as well as the men do. So it's definitely like a give and take, um, with being like, oh yeah, like there definitely should be spots for women on the show. And now there are more girls, so there's more competition, but there, it's also harder because more is expected of us. I also, I don't know if this is true or not, but when, when booking a show, because of the amount of competition that there is now and not that many spots, is the rate for a woman, a female talent more than a male? I think that really depends. Like, I think in the past, yes, it was definitely more. Now, I talk a lot with, um, like, you know, my male coworkers and stuff about rates and all that. And it's just like, how do you value yourself? How many tickets are you going to sell? Mm-hmm. And that's really what your rate should be based off of. Um, I I 100% know there are some men that are, you know, making more money than I do, but I think they provide more value. They have a bigger name value than I do, so they should be making more than me. Um, I don't think just because I'm a girl that 
you know, somebody would just want to see me just because I'm a girl. And that's why I should make this amount of money. But I, I mean, that that's just my own perspective and my own morals no, and course. stuff. And um, so I don't know how it works for everybody else. But I would hope that if there's another female that's the same name, quality and value and is going to sell as many tickets as a man that they're going to make the same amount of money. Is that pressure that you put on yourself when you're booked for a promotion? Like how many butts could I get into the seats and how much more value could I bring to that company? Or do you see yourself as like, oh, this is awesome. I got a great booking, you know, looking forward to this match. Like the start of my shift starts on show day. Um, No, definitely. Like I think, you know, it's a mutual thing for a promotion to use me on their show um and then like what am I going to get out of it and how can I help that company grow like I don't think anybody should be like just going to a promotion and just being like oh yeah like whatever I'll just you know get my reps in and you know get some cool pictures if they have a good ringside photographer and some gifts like it's like oh thank you you want to use me this is a mutual beneficial relationship um and it's like if it's going especially if I'm going to be continue to be used in the promotion um like how can you know I'll share the poster I'll share my match graphic you know help mm-hmm. you know progress so the company is making money which in turn will help me make more money Absolutely. You've been with a lot of great promotions uh, since you started in the business. And I know you've talked about it before, but for those who are just starting to learn a little bit about you or are are listening to a shot of wrestling and haven't heard too much about it, you started in Ring of Honor. Your debut match was with them. Could we reminisce a little bit and just give me a quick synopsis uh, about how was it for your first match, the pressures of it being for a company like ROH? Oh, yeah, totally. I don't think I slept for like the whole two weeks <laughs> that I knew I was going to be wrestling for Ring of Honor. Um, and like no pressure, but it's it's just Ring of Honor. It's a televised match. It's WrestleMania weekend in the Manhattan Center. Like what? Like yeah. literally like the Hall of Fame ceremony was going down, down going on down the street. Like and that was my first match. Like how ridiculous. I was so terrified. I just remember like sitting in the locker room and like me and Rhino were talking about traffic. And I was like, I have like no business being here. (laughs) And it was at the time like Davey Richards was with the company too. And like people call me Davey for short. And like everybody's like, Davey, Davey, Davey. And I was like, there's no way they're talking to me. (laughs) Like it was. I just like I just like sat in a corner. I was just terrified the whole time. I like I had no business. Um, but it was such a cool experience. My trainer Brian Fury was there with me, and I was I, I honestly think just because he put so much pressure on me, um, and not just me, all of his students, all mm-hmm. of us have you know severe mental issues with being like trying to impress him. Um, cause he'll never give us any morsel of like, like a job. Oh yeah. Kid. yeah awesome. Anything. Keep doing that. Yeah. I was like, um, oh my God, like he's here, he's watching. And like, I came wow. back through the curtain 
and I didn't see him for like five minutes. I was like, oh, oh man, where is he? Like, how did I fail him? And then like he found he found me and he just looked at me and gave me a hug. And I was like, okay, I did good. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, <laughs> that's all that mattered. And the, the rest of it is pretty much just a blur. <laughs> Now, I'm always curious because a lot of you guys got into the wrestling business because you were also fans of the sport. So you were watching a lot of the product, WCW, WWF, you know, and now a new generation of talent um, is coming on watching you guys, you know. So so one day there's going to be a little girl, a little kid who's going to say, you know, I saw her at Ring of Honor. I saw her at the Hammerstein Ballroom. And now maybe I'm sharing a locker room with her. How does it feel for you to be in those shoes as new into a locker room, seeing some of the, like you said, you were talking to Rhino and it's like, holy shit, like, you know, this is someone who is very accomplished. But then also, how do you think it's going to feel when you're on the other foot and you're Rhino and you have someone saying, hey, Davian, you know, I've followed your career for so long. Like, this is an honor to meet you and share this space with you. Oh, my God. It'll be so weird. Um <laughs> Like, I've had some, like, smaller scale experiences um, so far with, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Team C-Stars, but they were, like, big fans before they started training. Yeah. And, like, they went up to meet me and were, like, really nervous um, to talk to me. And I was like, this is so weird. And now they're, like, two of my best friends. Um, and I adore them. And they're doing so well yeah, that, um, in absolutely. their careers. And then um, my nephew was, like, really, really into wrestling. Or he still is. And he found, like, he... he just YouTube, just wrestling. And some of my matches like came up in his, like, what would you like, what like to watch or whatever, like Mm -hmm. suggested videos. And he called me and was like, auntie, you were on YouTube. Like, and it was just like the craziest, (laughs) like weirdest feeling. And like, even like a lot of the younger generation in new England, they, they call me mom, even though I'm only a couple years older than them. But yeah, like, it's like, like, they're like, you're like raising us. And it's like, it's it's kind of bizarre because I still don't feel like I have any right to be doing that. But mm-hmm. they're like, no, like you're you're teaching us, you're raising us, like you're kind of just the person. Yeah, no, <laughs> for I think, us, I think it's weird because the that term of like the veteran label um, sometimes doesn't just matter of how many years you're being put in the business, but wrestling is moving at such a fast pace. Like so many people, especially with AEW, are getting that opportunity to shine on that national level, which leaves those spots open for people who maybe just a few years in the business, but now have more experience than someone who just started two, three years ago. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like I feel like it's, um, it's not just the amount of years it's um, experience wise too. Like there's, you know, somebody could be wrestling for two years, but have like, 150 matches or something and be you know have national exposure where somebody could be wrestling for like five years and wrestle like once a month totally agree (laughs) we we spoke to brian pillman once and it was one of the things that he was given so many opportunities in the first year or two you know because of the name and you Mm -hmm. know it's like wow like that's a different type of pressure that not other people are aware of um what other moments in your life um have made you who you are today Moments in my life, um, I would have to say 
the like the first time I watched wrestling, I was 11. And that was literally when I decided I was like, I'm going to wrestle. And my mind was set. Like that was my dream. That was everything. I graduated high school early, a semester early, so I could work full time and pay for a car and pay for training. I was just like, this is everything to me. After about It was like three years into wrestling. My family and I, like we, our house was foreclosed on and we had to move into a different condo that ended up getting um, mold in it. And my mom got really, 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 really sick to the point like literally we lost everything. Like it was almost like we had a house fire, but we could still see all of our stuff, but we just had to get rid of it all. And she's, she's, she's still um, battling the illness, but she's doing much better than she was, you know, a year ago or even a couple months ago. But at that point, if anybody doesn't know about like toxic mold exposure, it really like it messes with different people in different ways. Mm -hmm. For me, it really messed with me mentally. Um, And I was like, I am, I was like in a really, really dark place. And I was like, I'm not going to wrestle anymore. This isn't fun. I don't like it. I don't want to do it anymore. And that um, Drew at um, Beyond Wrestling was doing the Women's Wrestling Revolution tournament for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, You're, you are going to main event the tournament. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. I guess I really shouldn't stop. And that really kind of just like turned things around for me. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, and then I, I got better understanding of how to treat the illnesses I was going through. So like, you know, the past two years have kind of been like a remodel like of getting my health under control, which has made this past year of my career like the best so far. I've enjoyed wrestling so much and just like my life so much in the past year that it's it's like a complete 180 from how I was two, three years ago. And I think that's why this year has been my most successful um, because I went had to go through a whole bunch of crap in like yeah. real life to realize how special everything is and how grateful I am to be able to, to honestly like do what I love so much. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I feel, wow, it's crazy that you had to go through through something so horrible like that. But sometimes, you know, in the darkest places is where you can find the brightest light, right? Exactly, exactly. So um, I think, you know, no matter what, like, you know, times can always be tough. But like, as long as you just, you know, look for the light at the end of the tunnel, like things, things do turn around. <laughs> and are there any things you're, you're looking forward to saying that this is the, the big year for you? Because you have a lot of great opportunities coming up as well. Anything that you're really excited about? Um, I think the biggest thing I'm excited about right now is um, Skylar and I, um, as top dogs, are debuting for Shimmer in November. Um, So that was really, like, our number one goal this year is, like, we really want to work for Shimmer. We really want to work for Shimmer. And then so... We just happened to find out like a month ago when they reached out. We were like, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> it literally almost had a heart attack. Um, and then also Beyond Wrestling, Uncharted Territory Season 2 is going to start in October. Really excited about Season 1 was something insanely special. And I think Season 2 is just going to pick pick up right where I left off. 
Now, a lot of people in our area are very familiar with Beyond because we're on the Northeast. But um, for people who have not discovered it yet, what would you say is special about that locker room and what you guys are doing in that promotion? Beyond Wrestling is just, it has always been something really special. But now it's just like on another level. Everyone in the locker room wants the absolute best for each other and we want to provide the absolute best wrestling for not only just the crowd in Worcester or wherever the the venue is but for everybody watching on IWTV you know like basically we just want to take over the world (laughs) like it's the level of matches you guys are are putting out there it, it feels that way which is awesome yeah yeah it's just like to me, it's like, you know, it's two hours on, you know, it used to be on Wednesday, now it's Thursday. Two hours of quality wrestling and a quality story. Just like, I mean, I can't get enough of watching the shows back. And if anybody's a wrestling fan, there's, I feel like there is a piece of wrestling for everybody. Like, do you like you know, strong style matches? Do you like more athletic matches? Do you like intergender wrestling? Do you like um, more like hardcore wrestling? Like there is a piece of it on Mm -hmm. maybe not every single episode, but like at least two or, you know, three, four, five times throughout the season is like, and like you get the most like insane matchups possible. Like people from, from Canada are all like all over there. I think we had people from Australia in the discovery gauntlet and like the discovery gauntlet is so cool. Just like Mm -hmm. people who deserve a shot may not be known. It's just like the, the coolest thing going i think right now and it's just so special totally agree if you're not down with it definitely check it out it's also filled with a lot of moments i think that's something that you guys do very well like you pay close attention to the story that you're telling in the ring and creating those ones which is very very cool um what advice would you give for someone now you're you're you've got a lot of accolades you have a great story but someone who's just getting started whether it be male or female what advice would you have for someone just getting into the business don't give up it's gonna suck it will suck so bad not only will training be super super hard um just do cardio as much as you can (laughs) because I mean if you train like where I train there's a lot a lot of cardio to break you you just can't give up you have to get to where it's fun in the first year probably not going to be fun you'll have moments um, where it will be fun, but you just have to you just have to get through it all, and then finally, it's gonna you're just gonna wake up one day and be like, "Wow, everything's making sense to me." It's mm-hmm. like a door magically opened, and also just try to have the best support system that you can. I have you know three, four girls that are that are like my girls right now, and having them as my support system is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah, we started the show by saying that wrestling brings us together and it's because people affect you in wrestling that you wouldn't even expect it's a family here. You mentioned these four girls. Who are these girls and are there any other people that you're grateful that wrestling brought into your life? Oh, absolutely. So um, I would say um, Skylar is one of them. Ava Everett. Um, she's pretty new in the New England scene, but she's so ridiculously talented um, and is going to do 
insane things as well as picture perfect Sierra. She's been training since she was 16. She's 18 now. She's still trying to do college and wrestle at the same time. Again, ridiculously talented. And um, Team C Stars are also some of my best friends that they're just like just the loveliest bunch of girls I have ever met. And of course, like I had had, you know, veterans help me along the way. Um, Mistress Belmont and Alicia Edwards were like my two to help me when I was younger. And now I have my little squad for us to all help each other. You have a great debut coming up for Shimmer. You said it mentioned earlier it was part of your bucket list. Like once you start achieving these things that you're scratching off the list, that list keeps evolving. What is on that list or what are you looking to put on that list in the upcoming years? Um, so upcoming years, I would say my definite goal is to be able to wrestle full time. Um, I would love a contract to be able to just wrestle full time, make wrestling my only job. I'm I'm not going to say I'm like particular about a place like if it was WWE, if it was AEW, if it was Impact, any or Ring of Honor, like anything. I, I feel like I could be happy wherever I go. In the meantime, you know, build my brand um, as much as I possibly can to show my value and to deserving a spot on a roster like that. Now, as fans, we're we're always like creating these like matchups, these imaginary booking ideas. So we always like to ask if you were to put yourself in a WWE current storyline, what would you write for yourself? Oh, oh, my gosh. I would, I personally would love to bring back Trish for a last match. You know, I know she just had it with Charlotte, but I would love to wrestle for Stratus. Um, how would you also, bring her back? Um, how would I bring her back? That's a good question. <laughs> I definitely oh enjoyed gosh, how like... uh, Charlotte did bring her back while we're on that topic. Um, because, yes. You know, Charlotte is known as like, no, no uh, offense to Becky Lynch, but like the man, you know, she yeah. she really is at the top of the women's division. She has won multiple championships. Many people see her as one of the very best. And mm-hmm. for Trish to come back, you know, she needed to fight the very best to see. So I love that storyline of, of, you know, her antagonizing Trish, like really like you were the best back then, but you, there's no way. And also the women were doing different things back then to what they're doing today. Like Charlotte Flair is doing, having a lot more quality matches than many of the men on the roster. So oh, exactly. to say that Trish Stratus, someone who may have been the pioneer of that to go to toe to toe with someone who's having that kind of a caliber of a matches nowadays was completely amazing. It totally drew me in. Oh yeah. I love, I loved it. I loved it. Is there any um, storyline in the E right now that, that really, like, motivates you, like, as a fan to be like, wow, that's pretty good? Um, I'm, I just – I literally just got caught up on TV. Um, so I think <laughs> – You're probably then a week ahead of me. I'm still trying to catch uh, up. <laughs> I really – I really popped for um, the Sasha Banks return. I because I was like looking at her hair and I was like, what is going on with her hair? Like, there's no way she returned to TV with like a bad weave. Right. And then she did the wig <laughs> reveal, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm here for that. I'm here for that. <laughs> but so you and Trish Stratus having a match. Um, so me and awesome. Trish Stratus. I also okay. I also I'm gonna add to it. I'm gonna say the top dogs are signed, and we bring back um, Trish and Lita because we're a way better tag team. Yeah, that, that's. 
yeah fire yeah i like that <laughs> i like that a lot I like that. um before we got started on the show um we were talking just kind of getting to know each other a little better and i don't know if i'm i should be bringing this up but it is a shot of I'll wrestling just... for a reason <laughs> Yeah, just go for it. Uh, But just like like it's a shot of wrestling, we want to find out. Tell us a story about how alcohol may have made you make a poor decision or a story around alcohol that maybe not other people may know about. Oh, man. Okay. The first time I went to Texas, I was with um, Team C Stars um, and Layla Hirsch and Tomahawk, whose um, new name is um, Rip Bison, who's – Delmi's boyfriend. Okay. And we all went down together and it was our last night in Texas and we went on sixth street. And, um, if anybody knows Ashley Vox, um, she's, she's a beer queen. She's a big drinker. Um, she loves the party. She never wants the night to end. And so we're on sixth street. We're having a great time. And Ashley turns into like big ball of shot caller when she's drinking. Like <laughs> all of a sudden she will just appear with drinks. And it's like, I don't even have to ask her. Like she's just buying, she's just buying rounds. Wow. So you I can't, hang you out can't turn, <laughs> you do, you do, you can't turn it down. And it's like, girl, like how much do I owe you? She goes, no, it's okay. It's, it's, it's the memories. So oh, I love that. She's, she's a lovely human, but she wants to kill me. I guess because I don't drink, I do not drink nearly as much as Ashley. Um, so um, and neither does Layla. So Cal or um, Tomahawk and Delmi, they tapped out before we did, and so we went to one last bar on Sixth Street, and I was like, you know, Ash, you got to call the Uber because like she gave me one more margarita, and I was like, oh god, oh god, I'm gonna die, cannot do this anymore, and uh, and Layla was literally like asleep in the bar and so we get back to the hotel and layla fell in the elevator no way she she just fell she's fine i'm like it's okay (laughs) but she's she's laughing and she's like who's gonna help me up and i was like well i guess me so i start drag i drag her out of the elevator and then i pick her up on my shoulders and i tilt when we're walking down the hallway oh my god and i tilt and she kicks her feet off one side of the wall and then i tilt to the other side of the wall and smash her head and then we both fall and oh my god whenever i drink my go-to phrase is it's fine and it's never fine (laughs) um so i just grab her and i go it's fine and she gets up and then she goes lucha dive and does a roll in the (gasps) middle of the hallway and and then I was like, just get in the room, just get in the room. And Ashley was just like, what did I do? Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised we were allowed at the hotel again. Um, but, yeah, that was that was probably the worst story. Yeah. Nobody was injured. Um, nothing was broken. Um, so I think we were very, we were tame for how intoxicated we were. <laughs> It, it, it sounds like one of those stories where you wake up the next morning and you're like, how did I get that bruise on my thigh, Absolutely. on my back? And then you're like, what the hell happened? Yeah. Layla was like, wow. Like, how did I get this concussion? <laughs> she's, she's fine. She's fine. <laughs> well, we're fine. You're fine. And yep. I think that's going to be like my new motto in life. It's fine. It's, <laughs> it's fine. fine. No matter what's going on, how bad my day is, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. 
you know what would be really <laughs> fine for everybody to give you a follow keep following your career if we wanted to uh, follow you on social media on youtube where could we do that yes my social media um on twitter and instagram it is both um at davian underscore underscore because davian underscore was taken and on facebook i have a like page that's at not america's sweetheart i am horrible and don't have my own youtube channel um i keep saying i'm gonna make one but i never never do but there are matches on there if anybody wants to watch um also a ton of matches on iwtv.live and you can use um beyond wrestling's promo code to get 20 days for free i think okay very cool uh yeah. since we mentioned youtube for a moment if you had to recommend someone to go watch something of yours on youtube what is that one match you would recommend one match I would recommend, um, I would say, like, my favorite one on there is um, myself versus Skylar from Beyond Wrestling. I'm blanking on the date, but it was summer of last year, and we were the main event of New England Mania. So on Beyond Wrestling's YouTube channel, it's uh, Davian versus Skylar. Well, Davian, we would like to thank you so much for joining us here on A Shot of Wrestling. And I really hope, really hope, that uh, we share a nice moment over a cocktail very soon <laughs> and let you know that it's fine. It's just fine. It's fine. It's just fine. It's fine. <laughs> I love you. Thanks for joining us and stay tuned for Last Call. Oh, thank you. Hi, guys. This is Davian. I hope you enjoyed my interview on this episode. Please feel free to listen to any and all available episodes on B Plus Player Radio and Bodyslam.net. But stay tuned, the party's not over. We have to do last call. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. Thanks, Green Man. Thanks, Davian. I'm sure stay tuned to our YouTube page for the full unedited interview coming up soon. Looking forward to that. Busy week of TV, Mark. Huge. Let's take it down. What do you got for me? Well, dude, I have to say, um, on AEW Dynamite, what a promo by Chris Jericho. Hmm. Some, I, I love how he brought up the list casually in there. Did you watch it or no? No, I caught the tail end of that promo, though. Um, it was a good way to introduce everyone. And the reason why he has him in his faction, the okay. inner circle. That's good. Making, explaining why they're there. Hey, That's the, good. He just had the crowd in the palm of his hands. Dude. What, was, was, what was the list about? How do you bring the list up? Oh, he was just like, and Sammy Guevara, he talked him up, and it's like, and that's why he's on my list. Oh, nice. Yeah, he, yeah, he made the list or whatever. And then he got to uh, Jack Swag or Jack Hager? Jake Hager. Jake Hager, excuse me. Uh, so he used to call him Jack Swagger. This is part that I came in. On. And the, the, the whole arena was chanting, we the people. Chris Jericho just shut them up by telling them, like, you know, hey, that was done by stupid creative, blah, blah, blah. He just shut them up with that. It wasn't a stupid idea. It got over. It got over. What? what uh, the we the, the people, people? Got over. It wasn't but think about gimmick. this. If you're reinventing a, a man in a new promotion and they all know him as Jack Swagger from another promotion with we the people... This is how you shut them up. Chris Jericho did that masterfully. And it just proves why sometimes wrestling fans are so stupid and piss me off and are, what the word you look like you use, fickle? Fickle, yeah. The whole crowd was chanting, we the people, 
Chris Jericho, shut them up, make them feel stupid, yet everyone was chanting AEW then. Like, what are you chanting AEW for? Because of the brilliant job that Chris Jericho did. Then chant Y2J then. Well, he's not Y2J anymore. That, that would go always, along he with always the, be Y2J. That's a little, going along with the fact of we the people. Chris Jericho is reminding everyone, WWE is a thing of the past. We are AEW now, and we're here to stay. Do you watch the whole show? Unfortunately, I couldn't because of my schedule, but I watched enough highlights. I watched Raw and SmackDown. No NXT? No. I keep forgetting it's on. Ooh. I'm not used to watching wrestling on Wednesdays. You know, you know what feels weird for me? I actually had Tuesday to myself. Okay. And uh, it felt weird to not watching wrestling on Tuesday night. You could have watched Access TV, Impact's re-airing their pay-per-views. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. About uh, TNA. I watched Total Divas. <laughs> going back to that. <laughs> I'm behind on that. How's that going? Um, It's going. It's weird but, without the Bellas there. But they are there, though, right? They're in the promos. They are... have cameos. They shouldn't be there. They have Total Bellas, which is a phenomenal show. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> What's about Bailey? Oh, yes. Fantastic. The little tease at Hell in a Cell. Knew something is coming. She has a new look. I like how she came out selling her old gimmick, her old look. And just destroyed it. And just totally flipped the switch. Yeah. And destroyed everything. Yeah. Perfectly done. I, I was wondering, too. I was like, you know, I, I kept on seeing, what are those little floating things? Uh... Wacky Weevil. Wacky Weevil. Flatable tube men? Whatever like the, that, the, yeah. the, the two men, I kept on seeing that come out. Like you're a heel now. Like the, yes, the, the, this, this, this needs to go away. And the music is it just needs yep. to go away. And man, as soon as I was thinking that, she just she just got rid of him. Picked up that like spike. Yeah, just destroyed him. Chopped off her hair. Got rid of like the pigtails. I'm liking it. I'm, I'm you don't usually dig the short hair, but that's pretty. She looks pretty good. It, it fits for what she's doing. Going back to what I always say, heel women always look hotter. And then what about that promo at the end? Oh, great. Short and sweet. To the point. Well done. Well done. Fantastic. I great thought, great heel turn. I thought she was going to get drafted over to Raw to be with Sasha Banks. But now Sasha Banks is over on SmackDown. And now she's a champion. SmackDown champion. Spoiler alert. So it uh, looks like good things are coming in the way of uh, SmackDown Women's Division. Oh, yeah. It's looking red hot right now. Or blue hot. Let's <laughs> see what you did there. Nice. Well done. Yeah. Well done. That was Thank a good you. one. Thank you. But yeah, Bailey. I mean, and I was wondering... Same thing with the music, what her new music is going to be. Then she won, and we heard this weird new music. So I'm, I, mean, I don't know that that's going to be your new theme song going forward. I'm find out next week, I guess. She needed it. She she like. Oh yeah, that music's too happy. Way way too happy. Now, what's her number one fan going to be? Like, what's that little girl those ringside? I, you know, I I actually was on Twitter just before. She's loving the new character. She tweeted oh, out the yeah. She tweeted out the be like, hey, loving new character, uh, new character development. Loving it. I'm looking forward to seeing this goes. Yeah. Don't drop the ball next week. See what happens next week. And I, I like the match itself, too, with Bailey and Charlotte and how she won. And Corey Graves sold it, too, on how uh, she yanked the hair to uh, to roll up. It was like, instead of like holding the tights, she held on to Charlotte's hair. Oh, another thing. Can I have another takedown, please? Yeah, sure. Fucking Charlotte Flair. Ugh. What? She wins her ninth championship and loses it that night when Bailey catches in. Oh, right, so right, she's right, champion right. for 30 seconds. Right. Mm-hmm. Then she, lo- she wins the championship and loses it a couple days later. Not the first time. She's not a 10-time champion. She is a 10-time champion. Come on. Come on. She's going to beat her dad's record, like, next yeah, year. that's what they're forcing <laughs> us to do. Like, take through Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks is a four-time Raw champion. She's been champion, what, 12 days? Pretty much, yeah. It, 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 it shouldn't count. It, it does. It does count. I don't know. I just I think it's lame. 
don't like it because now she's going to be eleven time champion in weeks, and she'll probably lose it right away. She'll be a twelve time champion by the year's end. Ah, we'll see. I mean, here's the thing though: Charlotte is way too good not to be in the title picture. I think that's the problem. That is the problem. They, they back themselves in the corner with this one. But like you know, she has excellent stage presence or ring presence, I should say. John uh, Cena was wasn't always in the t- title picture. For a long time, he was. It was until the end of his career that he wasn't. No, there was times he wasn't. When he was involved in a heavy storyline. I, I think the thing is, like, they're still building the women division. Yeah. You know, there, there's only so many matches that they have in the card. You know, if Charlotte were to, if they were to give her, like, a huge storyline with someone that's not in the title picture, that could work. But, you know, may, maybe this whole shakeup, maybe that'll help. Who knows? Draft. Oh, raw, yeah, draft, yeah, the reset button, whatever you want to call it. When they first split... The brand's Raw and SmackDown two and a half years ago. I was so hyped about the Raw. Um, the draft. Covered it head to toe, top to bottom. I was right on top of it. I don't really as excited this year about the draft. Do you know what, though? I, I, I like the way they're doing it, making it feel like a legit sport with the NFL draft. The war rooms. Well, here's the thing, though. It's done by different networks now. So yes. Fox, as right. we know, they made very public. They want exclusive to, uh, exclusivity. I can't speak. <laughs> they, want, um, they want to be more exclusive. Yeah. As opposed to USA. Yes. And I, I'm wondering personally how pay-per-views are going to work going forward. But if, if they want to be that exclusive from each other. No, I'm assuming they'll still be. They tried that, didn't work. So I'm assuming they'll still be the same thing. Maybe. We'll see. But, you know, it, it feels different right now. I was curious. What I found out is going back to the brand splits back in effect fully. I was wondering, like, well, who's going to be in charge? Who's the general managers? But now it's, I guess, the network executives. Yeah. Different. Which- Different. Which is a great call. I love they're clearly actors. So I love the what, what, what? 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 That guy with his face painted wasn't a Fox executive? <laughs> yeah, because they had the, the Fox robot in there too, right? That was great. <laughs> no, but like they're clearly actors. I love their reactions. But yeah, no, of course, it does feel like more of a sport as opposed to having like, you know, um, a general manager, a commissioner. Yeah, so I'm curious there. to see how the, the authority figures work out going forward, but we'll find out. I don't think there is, there is going to be an authority figure. I think they're just doing what the networks are doing. They're keeping it like kind of almost like a real thing because it is kind of real in a sense because the networks do obviously have a say because well, Paul Heyman really wanted The Fiend to be on Raw. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it didn't Paul. happen. Yeah. SmackDown obviously wanted it more. So I guess or Fox so, wanted it more. So now Survivor Series, Raw versus SmackDown. Is it now going to be USA versus Fox? Is, did Fox and USA get them into this imaginary rivalry now? Looking forward to it. Awesome. I mean, well, I'm, so, I'm, I'm US, USA is under an NBC umbrella. Yes. Fox under the Disney umbrella. So, well, technically, wow, Disney does own WWE. Technically, that's what they wanted for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's part of it. So, yeah, I mean, that is a rivalry. So, new elements to uh, Survivor Series. If they do those matches going forward. But they we, have to. They don't have to. They have to. We'll see. Tradition. They did like three years in a row. Now that they're refocusing on the exclusivity. Of the brands, I think they would have to keep it up. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. That's the next pay per view. We just had a pay per view, Hell in a Cell special pay per view takedown. Mark, you have anything you want to talk about? <laughs> Should we address the elephant in the room? I guess I'll go first then because we'll save it for the end. The woman's Hell in a Cell. What a way to start the show. That's how you do a Hell in a Cell. That was a great, great match. No, listen, great spots. Becky and Sasha Banks, two amazing competitors in their own right. And, you know, finally, they, we get to see, you know, a heel Sasha Banks versus a red-hot Becky Lynch. And you add, you add the fact that it's for the women's title. It's in a Hell in a Cell match. Phenomenal job by both yeah. of them. 
love like I said, good spots, unique spots. It was, I thought it was well done. But I get why they did it. But there was something missing about them entering the ring and then the cage lowering. The cage has a door. There's something about the person walking through that door, looking around, eyeing the cage, wondering like, oh my shit, what are we getting into right now? Mm, think, true. I think we missed that with Becky not entering the cage, but that's just my stupid point of view. It's a, it's a small thing. Very small thing. Yours is a big thing. Talk about the elef- elephant in the room. Well, uh, let's let's talk about it. You know, the the you talk about the beginning of Hell in a Cell. Let's talk about the end of Hell in a Cell with no problem here with the finish. No problem. Really? Go on. What's your problem with it? You um, go on. I'm going to address this is your takedown. I'm going to address the people's problem with it. Now, a lot of people they're pissed off with the fact that um, there's a DQ, but. I, I think more along the lines of the fact that, you know, it wasn't clear. It looked like it was a DQ, but it was really a referee stoppage. Yeah, I didn't think it was a DQ. Because the way the referee was talking to him and he crossed the line, I didn't think it was a disqualification. Because there's no disqualification in Hell in a Cell. Match stops. Right, exactly. But any match. I stop. can see why some people would think it was a DQ from the way Fickle. how it went down. It, it looked like it could be a DQ. Did the referee call Seth Rollins by his real name? Oh, I didn't catch that. I heard him say, you don't do this, it's not you. I heard him say Colby. But that's... I could just misheard him say that, but I'm like, why is he calling him by his real name? Mm. That's I, interesting. Yeah, but um, you know, I, 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 they 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 really trapped themselves. They this match, honestly, as much as I love Bray Wyatt and his character, um, I I feel like honestly this match just shouldn't have happened yet. Well, you said it a couple weeks ago how Bray Wyatt had to win the title here because if he lost, his character's back to square one. It's, yeah, right so back to square one. He didn't lose here. He didn't lose. Like they, neither character, like Seth Rollins, has to be protected if they want to keep the championship on him. Mm-hmm. He went, he went to a dark place, right? He's never gone before. And Bray Wyatt, you know, like I mean, Seth Rollins gave him everything he had, even with uh, the sledgehammer with all the chairs there. Still, Bray Wyatt got up and gave him mandible claw. Would you call that a no sell? Because he kind of was no. down for a while. He sold it, yeah, okay. Because he was down for a while, but it was kind of like Halloween esque with Michael Myers. That's exactly what he wanted to do, right? That's what they were going for, right? Some creepy horror movie where the guy won't stay down. See, like, and mission accomplished. Here's what I was thinking for what could have been an ending, because he had the whole thing with uh, with Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman, but like a week before, right? Okay. And on Monday Night Raw, Braun Strowman's pissed off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, in the middle of this match, Braun Strowman like rips the door open, gives a huge power slam to Bray Wyatt through the ring, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, holy shit, holy shit. Match stoppage, of course. Seth Rollins looks down. Bray Wyatt gets up. Mandel Claw brings him down under the ring. End of show. But that would kind of continue the feud with Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. Or make it a triple threat in that case. Oh, in which case, for the next pay-per-view... Well, they can't because Ron is now on SmackDown. Well, right. right. Oh. Bray Wyatt's on SmackDown. Exactly. Well, you could have continued that feud there. Well, Lord, there, there's different things they could have done with that, but like it would have made both. We would have made everyone look strong. So I was annoyed at the fans' reaction here. I thought it was really stupid. But I took to Twitter and I said he, he wasn't DQ'd, folks. Let's relax. This referee stopped, and at least we have a champion who's on TV every week now instead of some guy who's going to appear here and there. Some guy I didn't catch his name. I'll get it later. He kind of wrote back saying it wasn't the fact that Bray Wyatt lost. It was the fact that I saw that. Yeah. That made, I guess that kind of made sense how they're not letting him win, but... But he can't win that yet. No, he can't. That's what I'm saying. You like, have to uh, protect the character. Uh, we didn't get what we want. Let's cry. Let's throw a hissy fit. Let's cancel our network subscription. Oh, that was ridiculous. Okay. You did that when Roman Reigns won the Royal Rumble. 
he came back. I'm assuming people were coming back as well. Exactly. But now there's alternative, though. So maybe they won't come back, but we'll see. We're just tired of people crying when they don't get their way. Well, what, yeah. Oh, my God. I, now I'm wondering, like, we want Bray Wyatt to be champion. We want Bray Wyatt to be champion now when he's champion. Are they going to turn on him? Of course they will. Of course they will. Because that's what they do. Yeah. That's what, what people do. They, say it. Say it. Fickle. Thanks. They're fickle. We're on the same page. Awesome. It's rare. It feels weird. Very rare. But no, I, I seriously, Ray Wyatt, he's phenomenal what he does. They had to protect the character. Could have been done a different way. Sure. Did not mind the red light, though. Out of the, the creepiness to it. The red light, I don't know. It did feel like a horror movie type thing. Because he kept, kept popping up after it. Nothing phased him. It was great. Can you, can you imagine what it must have been like to watch it live? Oh, the red huge light? distraction. I'm, I'm sure sucked. it must have been weird. It yeah. must have hugely sucked. I don't know. I've been at Hell in a Cell, and the cage already enough is somewhat distracting. Yeah, and now you have a red, yeah. the whole red light thing. They could have done away with that, personally. I wasn't a fan of that. But the ending, listen, I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but I get it. So where do they go from here? They, they, had, they announced the rematch somewhere online, but then deleted it. Now they're drafted on two different shows as of now. Well, No, Seth Rollins hasn't been officially drafted yet. If he gets drafted to SmackDown, mm-hmm. do they change the belt color to blue? Or does the universal title stay on Raw? I don't know. Yeah, it was a random question. I wasn't expecting the answer. I was curious to see what they do here because the universal cha- the universal championship is not necessarily exclusive to Raw. But I think, but if you're Fox and Fox seems to be getting wherever the hell they want here, would you want the more prestigious WWE title instead of the Universal title? I don't know. I'm not too sure, man. It depends what Fox really wants. They like, if Brock Lesnar is come and go, do you really want Brock Lesnar to be your champion, or do you want someone that's red hot? I keep on saying red hot. You you want someone who's like you know the word of the day. Yeah, it's the word of the day. If you want someone who's just on fire right now, like Seth Rollins, same thing. You know, wouldn't you want that to be your guy? To I be guess your so. Champion? I don't know. It's like all done about this. I mean, either way, Fox wins. I mean, Brock Lesnar, he's a he's a main draw, and Seth Rollins, he's the future of, of WWE and present. Well, we've come. We kind of had a, a couple of moments where we agreed. We've been on the same page. Very rare for us here. Yeah. It feels awkward. I feel like I need like a shower right now. So let's see if that continues on this week's three count. It's time for the three count. All right, Mark, you mentioned it in your takedown. Chris Jericho announced his new stable, the Inner Circle. You like the name? I dig it, man. Well, again, keeping thematic with our three count, let's talk about factions. Fuck yeah, man. Just to clarify, we're not doing the top factions of all time because obviously it's good. we know what the answers are going to be. We're doing our personal top three factions of all time so without further ado mark number three all right this was tough for me for the for number three actually you know this got through love to the four horsemen you know evolution obviously big deal but you know what i i really liked and people might make fun of me for this i loved legacy really okay a huge legacy guy man i loved randy orton uh the, the prime of his his evilness as a heel, what he did with Stephanie McMahon and terrorizing the McMahons and Triple H, along with Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase Jr. And you know what? They, they work together. So you're not really? counting Manu. Sorry, Manu. <laughs> I think that's his name. Uh, but they worked fabulously together as a team. It, it elevated Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase Jr. Uh, obviously, Ted DiBiase Jr. is not in wrestling anymore. But, you know, Cody Rhodes still credits Randy Orton, his time with him. To his, Absolutely, uh, yeah. to his ability today. That makes sense. I've read somewhere somebody thinks 
that Randy Orton should bring back Evolution. I'm like, didn't he already do that with Legacy? Wasn't that his sort of mini Evolution? That was yeah, yeah. that was mini Evolution. Yeah, and it worked wonders except for Teddy Biasi deciding to retire from wrestling. But imagine what he would have done. He had a oh, you know they all had a great look. Yeah, and I loved what Teddy uh, Ted DiBiase's Junior's version of um of his dad's million dollar dream yeah. turned into the Dream Street. I thought it was a great finisher. That was great too, and he had so much potential. So much. So yeah. much potential. But they eventually broke up. He didn't really quite hit his stride as a single competitor. And yeah. I don't know necessarily maybe he didn't have the passion for it anymore or whatever. But I Now he lost his passion. He found God, and now he's a preacher. Is he a preacher? I think that's like real estate or something. I thought he was a preacher. Maybe you could do both. Yeah, sure. Number three, no stable captured. The Attitude Era, better than Degeneration X. They're just fun to watch. You know, the arm chops. We're all doing the arm chops. We're all saying suck it. I didn't even know fucking clue what it meant at the time. I, still... <laughs> I remember my dad gave me shit for that. I'm like, Mom, can I get the DX shirt and the hat? She's like, yeah, okay. And so I'm walking around. I walked to the beach with my mother and grandmother wearing the DX suck it shirt. I'm like, and still not knowing what it meant. I'm, they knew what it meant. They were cool enough to let me wear it. So shout out to them. Yeah, wow. But, yeah, um, huge shout out to them. Yeah, suck it. Lexicon, you know? Right. The, chop, the crotch chops, every sport event still does it. Yeah. So I think uh, long being fun to watch, I think they were just... Very impactful. DX. Actually, DX is my number two. Oh, okay. Actually. And, um, you know, are you talking about now, are you talking about the original DX or when a transition to... I'm talking about DX in general. The whole, okay. I like the uh, DX, Sean, Triple H, China, and then, but they just seamlessly, without effort, morphed into the other DX. Right. Didn't skip a beat. I thought that was was well done. Well, that was was instrumental for Triple H. I mean, like, he literally... Had to carry Shawn Michaels' ball that, that Shawn Michaels dropped. Yep. And he and, ran and every, with it. Oh, my God. He did. That, that was seriously sink or swim for Triple H. And, and he... Uh, and look where, look where yeah. it got him today. You know, because of DX, I, I think they probably won the war because of DX. Many people credit with that, yeah. And rightfully so. No, absolutely. And like you said, they were fun to watch. And uh, lots of great storylines. Lots of great matches. Great rivalries. And uh, instrumental to... Again, to wrestling of today, they looked like they were having fun. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. You felt that, and which is why, like you know, they were heels. Uh, Mizar Henry, right? Oh my god, that was, great, yeah. that was great. But when they started off as heels, you know, with, with Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Rick Rude, China, you know, you, you couldn't help but root for them. Yeah, they were such jerks. They're jerks. So juvenile. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 would, they would fuck with uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, it was great. We were just having a great time. They, they, they were supposed to be booed, but we were loving them. Yep, awesome. Great faction. Another great faction was led by the greatest heel of all time, Vince McMahon. Before the authority, there was the corporation. You put the corporation over DX? Well, I'm a Vince McMahon guy, yeah. All right, all right, all right. Because, you know, the corporation also snagged every title, and that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. I think factions should have every title. Now, you're talking about the corporation and corporate ministry, or? A little bit of both. The corporation here, but I they mer- again, seamlessly merged into the corporate ministry. Because um, the ministry, I was thinking about putting on the list as well because the ministry was awesome. And then we merged together the corporate ministry. I thought the corporation was, again, fun for me because I'm a Mystic Man guy. I just thought it was fun. It was awesome. Oh, no. Great, it, great. It, it was fantastic. Great it, men in there. Great characters. Great storylines. It was fantastic. And it felt like they pretty much, like Vince McMahon, like had all of WWE in his pocket. Yeah. You know, going after Stone Cold. It was great. Oh, man. Fantastic. Oh, it, it was. That, that was up for me. That's an honorable mention for me, the corporate ministry because. Some people didn't like it because it was like too many people. Okay, I've got those same people put NWO as number one too. So, I'm not... and here I am with my number one pick, <laughs> the NWO. Listen, 
cliche as it might be, I have to put NWO over DX just because of the fact that... You didn't watch WCW. I, I did for NWO. That's what I was about to say. I wasn't a WCW guy, but when NWO came on, I, I had to watch. I was so intrigued by them. It was when starting off with just the outsiders, with Scott Hall, Kevin Nash just doing their thing. You know, Hulk Hogan turning, forming the NWO. And next thing, who else is going to join? And it just more and more, it just grew into like an army. It, it was sick. I, I, I loved it. Okay. Okay. Great. Great, great number one. Great, great predictable number one. Listen, Jesus. people put DX in number one. People put the Four Horsemen as in number one. People would even put Evolution as in number one. What do you have, putty? Evolution is not <laughs> number one. Because, <laughs> again, this is not the greatest factions of all times. our personal favorite. Right. Exactly. And this should come as no surprise to anybody. I think that's why you said it. I've been Evolution Mark on this show since day one. Dominant faction in the early 2000s. Help launch the careers of Randy Orton and Batista, which is what a faction should do. Uh, ev- again, everybody had the titles. It was, uh, it was cool. Evolution limousine, was cool. Limousine I, riding, jet flying, and evolution. I guess of Ric Flair's character. Oh man, it was freaking awesome. It actually oh. rejuvenated Ric Flair's career. Oh yeah, what was he doing? Nothing. Yeah, it, actually, it, personal life. You know, he even credits you know his time with Evolution for getting him out of a you know he he had some demons he was facing. You know, he was doubting himself. He felt, felt like he wasn't the same Ric Flair, and uh, you know Triple H bring him into Evolution that helped him. Cool logo, cool music. The music was cool. Oh, man. I want to get married just to walk out to that theme song. I, I want to see that. That's dope. Well, you invite me to yours. You want to invite my one. So. All right, fine. I won't give you a gift. Honorable mention, though. Huge Right to Center fan. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know why, but I remember one time asking for Christmas, a black tie. I didn't have a black tie. I had black pants and a white button-down shirt and went to Catholic high school, but didn't have a black tie. Santa Claus gave me a black tie, so I was able to rock the Right to Center uniform, but nobody noticed. <laughs> That was, I feel like that was just such a small time for right to censor. Small time, yet perfect time. <laughs> yeah, true. It didn't last long either, but it was just, they, for what they did, it was perfect. Yeah, it, it was a great idea because of yeah. just what was going on with the Attitude Era. And what a great way to be healed and just to be a, you know, a, a group of people that just try and do everything right. <laughs> Another honorable mention I was going to mention, uh, I didn't mention them because I don't really know too much about it, was Aces and Eights and TNA. From what I heard... I heard they were fantastic. I heard they were fantastic too. I, you know, obviously I can't put them in because of the fact yeah, that obviously. I really don't know much about them. And I, you know, I think some people would stay say right now that um, the, the stable of like Adam Cole and, and oh yeah, I didn't think about that undisputed era, undisputed era, yeah, that they have them in, in their top list. Or people would even put the Shield on top. Shield's in my top too, but you just know, for the fact that they launched careers. Yeah, I mean, Shield is probably one of the better ones of our of our time. But I was never a big Shield guy. I never got into them. Nexus. Again, we can go on and on. We can go night. on and on, but like you know, of our personal top three, I guarantee you, not many people have legacy in theirs. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> but we do want to hear yours. What's your personal top three? Because I know Pete Rosado picked Four Horsemen. I know Green Man is going to pick DX. But personally, what are your personal top factions of all time? Let us know on our social medias, inbox at wrestling dot com or dial it up six one nine three four three three zero zero five. We eagerly await to hear how many people pick Evolution over. NWO. Or what about just, you know, a random faction that, you know, maybe we just didn't even name. You know, g- give me give me Mean Street Posses. I love the Mean Street Posse. With the League of Nations. <laughs> Raven's Nest? That was a big one I heard a couple, i seen a couple times. Oh, what, what, what about the Million Dollar Corporation? That was, I thought about that too. That was fantastic. They were a great one. But hell, we can go on Again, forever about these factions. On. I'm sure we will after the show's over. All the ones we missed on our lists. that didn't make the top three. Time for go-home thoughts, Mark. It's been a long night. 
Let's wrap the show up. Yes. Any go-home thoughts for you? Go-home thoughts. Oh, my God. I have tons of thoughts. Hey, listen, I want to hear your opinion about something, actually. Okay. I, and, and people can dial in for this as well. I, I want to know, just to solve an argument here with me and my wife. Oh, okay. Your wife's right. No. No, she's not. Okay. At what point do you get your gas? Do you wait for it to hit when the, the light comes on that you ran out of gas? Or do you do you, uh, do you do it before then? Well, I guess you don't listen to the show before you came on because I've told this story many times. My struggle with my gas tank. My gas meter is broken. Okay. So anytime I get into the car, it's, it's automatically on full. And then as I'm driving, it goes right, right to empty. Ooh. And apparently it's a wiring glitch that's going to cost several thousand dollars to fix. Of course it does. So my parents gave me this car. They said just keep track of the mileage. So every 100 miles, I go get gas. Okay. So I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy here. <laughs> but if I am in the car that would work properly, I would probably wouldn't wait till the light goes on. No. I would wait till it's about a quarter. I wait. Thank you. I wait till it's a quarter. Oh, so your wife is wrong. Whoa, okay. When, when, it, when it's at a quarter, that's when I go get gas. You don't want to take that risk. No, because especially like with the lights on, like, all right, the lights on, like, am I going to make it to the gas station? Exactly. I, I get I get anxiety. I mean, that's this great Seinfeld episode. I think, like, anything goes That's my wife. Yeah. That's why she she just drives that thing until it's fucking done. Even if I just got gas, like, a, a week or so before, when I go to your house, I always fill up. Because I'm so, just so paranoid. I don't want to. Right. Because it's, you're stranded with no gas. Exactly. So yeah, you're right. You're absolutely 100% right. She's like, oh, it's no big deal. She goes, I, I only happened to me once when I, ran, when I ran out of gas. I called my dad. It was fine. Once is too many times. Thank you. Once is too many times. It was only happened once. Once is one too many times. And you still do it. You're right. That, uh, that's stupid. What? Please, whoever's listening, please dial in. I want to hear your thoughts or tweet us. I, I, I need to hear this. I think you get a lot of backing up on this one. Thank you. I deserve it. Recording the show October 11th, Friday night. Is the 44th anniversary of Saturday Night Live, the uh, 44th anniversary of the Clintons getting married, Bill and Hillary Clinton. Oh, wow. The 44th anniversary of my parents, Mr. and Mrs. Party getting married. Congratulations to Mr. Often tell stories about them supporting me in my wrestling, even to this day. Happy anniversary, Mr. and Mrs. Party. Yes. Thank you for everything. Enjoy. Enjoy that bottle of champagne. Bottle of bubbly I gave you, if you will. (laughs) I see see what what you did there. there. Yeah. Another big announcement. A shot of wrestling is bringing back our viewing parties. Mark, before you came to the fold, we had viewing parties. I, I Now okay. I'm pumped I'm going to be part of one. Now we're bringing them back. November 9th for AEW's Full Gear. Location to be announced, but it will be here in Queens. No Bronx. It'll be here somewhere in Queens. We know the location. We're just finalizing stuff. So clear your calendars for November 9th. AEW Full Gear. I think it's headlined by Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho. That's what it is so far, yeah. Okay. So come out, watch wrestling, save yourself 60 bucks, whatever it is. Come to Queens, hang out with some re- wrestling rowdy fans. And uh, AW Full Gear, somewhere in Queens. Stay tuned to our social medias Instagram, A Shot of Wrestling, Facebook, A Shot of Wrestling, Shot of Wrestling, No A on Twitter for more announcements coming soon. Looking forward to it. Amen. Mark, that's it. We're done. Ready to go home. I'm ready to call it, man. I got to film this weekend. <laughs> the helicopter? No, a whole other scene. Oh, train? Hot yeah. air balloon? No, I've got some fight scenes coming up this weekend, so... Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. So for Green Man, Davian, this is the Hollywood Mark Schwann, your favorite actor. I have been at Mark J. Putty. Until next week, Putty out. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I need to announce it's last Last call call at at the the bar. bar. Oh!
All right, everybody, we have made it to another great, exciting, riveting episode of A Shot of Wrestling. But just when you think it's over, they bring us back in. And we're still here with not America's sweetheart, Davian. And it's last call. It's rapid fire questions. It's the first thing that comes to your mind, Davian, that you should answer. Are you ready? All right. I'm ready. And away we go. What is your spirit animal? My spirit animal is a honey badger. Good one. Other than wrestling, what is your favorite sport? Baseball. What fictional character would you like to go face-to-face with in a wrestling match? Black Widow. What is a motto you follow in life? Fake it till you make it. What is the worst job you've ever had? Um, I worked at a gym for four years. What's your favorite karaoke song? Ooh, Total Eclipse of the Heart. What is the best feature on a man? Ooh, um, their eyes. Who is your celebrity crush? Chris Evans. What is the weirdest thing you've ever seen in wrestling? Um, I witnessed a murder and a crucifixion on the same show. Wow. First of all, amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's last call, but we have to move on. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, (laughs) Who are your, the top three male wrestlers on your list? Um, Randy Orton, number one, um, John Cena, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, that that's a who's who's of professional wrestling. And final question, do marry, kill John Cena, Randy Orton, and Stone Cold Steve Austin? Ooh, damn. Um, marry Randy Orton, do John Cena. Oh, I don't want to kill Stone Cold, but I guess I'm killing him. Sorry. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I hope you don't run into Stone Cold anytime soon. And um, we'll definitely see you in a wrestling ring near us very soon. Yes, for sure. Thank you. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody.